It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dolphins today what's going on my best Finn friends how the hell are we I hope everybody's feeling a little bit better than we were the last time we got together on a live broadcast Monday night I'm still licking my wounds from that one just absolutely despicable the way the Dolphins gagged that game away but hey we are bouncing back we're moving forward we got a big one on Sunday a divisional matchup against the Jets we got a full preview for you as well as some juicy juicy Dolphins rumors but as we always do let's get it started let me know where you're watching from it's time to shout out your city represent do it so right now in the comments and let me know. I'm fired up to be with you on a live edition of Dolphins Today. And who do we got in the comments? Let me know. Christian Reinhardt. Hello. How we doing? Mario Gonzalez from Rancho Cucamongo. That one's fun to say. A good way to start it off. Rancho Cucamongo in the house. Jorge Jimenez, what's going on? Love the Dolphins. Just one loss. That's a good point. It's only one loss, and we can't let it count for two. We got to keep the spirits up because that's in the rearview mirror. That's why the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield. We're looking through the windshield. We're not looking into the rearview mirror. That's behind us. Absolutely. How's everybody feeling? We got Ray Finkel from North Carolina, home of Dale Earnhardt. How about that? R.I.P. Rest in peace. Nothing like Dale Earnhardt. I love Dale Jr. as well. Great guy. All right, who we got? Uh, Barry Gaumer from Fort Lauderdale. Finally, the Sunshine State is represented. There we go. We got Jimmy Hunter from Kannapolis, too. Look at that. Two people from Kannapolis. That's what Dolphins Today does. It brings people together. And like we said on our Monday Night Watch Party, we had people tuning in from Japan, from Australia, the land down under, and of course, the U.S. of A. And that's what I love about Dolphins Today. We've got Charles Gonzalez in the chat from Florida. Is that Lewistown, Florida? I got to get my eyes checked because I tell you what, we got it displayed right here on a giant monitor for me and I still can't see it. But we got a great show coming up for you today. We'll give you an in-depth detail of our Jets versus Dolphins preview in week 15. Like I said, we're turning the page and we're moving on and like I said, some really juicy rumors around this Miami Dolphins team. Some of it a little bit reactionary, 
based on some of the injuries that have just littered this team. And I know what you're thinking, Jake, it's the National Football League. Injuries happen to everybody, but I swear, when it rains, it pours with this Miami Dolphins team. So we'll talk all about the latest injury news and the rumors around this roster. And like we do on just about every live show, it's an Ask Anything mailbag. Nothing's off limits. And we will get your questions answered as we wrap it up. But I got to give a huge shout out to today's presenting sponsor. I've been telling you about them for weeks. That's because they're America's number one meal delivery service. And that is a factor. Friends, if you're like me, you're completely swamped this holiday season. Extremely busy during the bustling season, but I got good news for you. If you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals, meals to fuel your day on jam-packed days, Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They can help you eat well for breakfast, for lunch, and of course for dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle, all while tackling your holiday to-do. So if you've got a big holiday to-do list like I do, here are some things you can cross off. Meal prepping, dishes, all of the things associated with meal prepping, chopping, you name it. Because Factor, I'm telling you guys, it delivers the meal straight to your door, so you skip the planning, the grocery shopping, the chopping, and get all that free time back because the Factor meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. So don't waste any time. Head to factormeals.com slash finschat50 and use code finschat50 to get 50% off. And I'm not even kidding you. That's not a holiday pull-your-leg joke. We're what? giving you 50% off. Wow. That's right. As long as you use code FINSCHAT50 at factormeals.com slash FINSCHAT50. And we love you and we care about you, so we'll put that link right in the description Rima. and the chat of you're, today's video. Jeremy Chuck! You're hooking it up? I am! Hey, I love these. I love the people. I care about the people. I know you love the people. We care about the people. And Chugs, I, I wish I could just hug you through the camera right there, but I'll give you a long-distance fist bump. How about that? There, there we it go. is. We there definitely touch knuckles. No doubt. Chugs, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling great, and you know who else is feeling great? Hayden Martinez! Hey! Super chat! Hayden Martinez already! I love it! That's like coming out of the gate like a bull with the steam coming out of his nose. It's a live show. Let me get my super chat in. Hayden, I love it. A $5 super chat from Hayden Martinez. Before work at 3, it's a good way to start the day. Hell yeah, you tell your boss, Hayden, that you got to skip work today for Dolphins today. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. And it's hard times in... All right, all right. I, I, Chug, every time we start singing, Chugs is like, yeah, 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 for maybe two, three seconds. And I'm always the guy that takes it about 10 the, seconds I'm too long. I'm the backup. Long. I'm the backup singer. You're the lead vocal. I love it. I love it. Hey, Chugs, should we tell the people the, the, the kind of a special surprise and a big day that we had going on here at Chat Sports HQ? I think we got to let them know. I think we should. We got a special guest in the building, the host of our Lions channel, Micro! The legend. I'll tell you what. Micro Mike and I share the same home state, so we've been hitting it off. But anytime we can get the the powers that be of chat sports together at HQ, you start sharing ideas, hey, collaborating, may, and good things happen. Maybe one of you at home. 
Maybe you're the next member at Chat Sports. We're growing every single day. More channels every single day. You can apply at LinkedIn. Not actually. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just Everybody kidding. Everybody go tweet at James Yoder. Say, give me a job. If you do it enough, he actually will. That's how I got hired. Yeah. Not actually. Not actually. Go, go hit up James Yoder on Twitter. Go go follow him on or X. X. Yeah, X, yeah, yeah. Also, I saw the, uh, the, the posting that X was down for a little bit today. <laughs> Big news. Yeah, Big news. Awful. Big news as well. Dolphins, Jets this weekend. Ritma, who you got in this matchup? Uh, surprising loss to the Titans. Yeah, dude. Listen, Chugs, it's a good thing you weren't with us on Monday night. I was slamming things. I was breaking tables. I was screaming into the microphone. I was I was basically like Bradley Chubb, except studio version. Instead of slamming his helmet on the field, that cost the Dolphins 15 yards and a Titans touchdown. I was slamming things in studio that cost chat sports. Broken monitor, broken laptop. I, I'm just kidding. I didn't break anything. I was, I was this close, though. But, yeah, you talk about, what's the saying? The Dolphins snatched victory from the jaws of defeat because they had a 99% chance to win that game, according to ESPN. Next generation analytics and all those other fancy words. But the game is played on the field, and the Dolphins didn't finish. They choked it away. I mean... I really don't think there's a chance that the Dolphins don't end up winning the division for the first time since 2008. No, absolutely um, not. But you're not trending in the right direction going into the playoffs. Are you a little worried? We know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get I, it. Yeah, we I've get been, it. I've been losing sleep every night about it. I live in a van <laughs> down by the river. Living in a van down by the river. All right. I want to say more hellos to everybody that's tuning in. In case you're a little bit late to the beginning of our live show, you're probably like, who are these two crazy guys yelling Chris Farley's uh, skits out there? Well, Jake Rima hosts the Dolphins today, Jeremy Chuggs, and today's live producer. And Chuggs does it all at Chat Sports. You guys know that. But who yeah. else we got in the chat? Let me say hello to Unknown Raider guy. As a Raider fan, I hope you guys make it. Much respect. Much respect. Appreciate that. We got Ray Finkel in the chat. Dan the man, what's going on? Bill Lyon! Bill, 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 Bill. That's an Aqua Club legend Juice right in the there. House. No doubt about it. Let's go. Hojo. I actually have another question for you, Ritma. Did I got you it. watch Hard Knocks last night? I did watch Hard Knocks. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Each and every one of you tuning in to Dolphins Today Live. Did you watch the Hard Knocks episode? I will admit I had to watch uh, some hockey because it's crazy. You gotta, it, There's only 24 hours in the day, and about 21 to 22 of those hours are dedicated to Dolphins Today coverage, obviously. So in a few hours, I thought I'm going to catch some hockey, and then I'm going to turn on Hard Knocks. And that's the beauty of the on-demand, uh, you know, the on-demand format. I can get it when I need it. So it was a little bit later than when it first dropped, but I did get around to watching it. And so, so I'm not gonna lie, I did not watch it last night. I, I, I went on a date with uh, my fiance. Oh, I hope it was uh, with your fiance. It'd be big, big trouble. <laughs> I went on a date. Don't tell my fiance. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't tell her. Uh, <laughs> for real. Um, but. I was wondering, with the in-season, I know they focus a lot on, like, you know, preseason hard knocks. It's a lot of, like, oh, yeah, this guy who might make the team, this guy who's an underdog. What, like, what are the focus, like, do they focus on, like, the long snapper? Or, like, yeah. 
It's, it's actually a good, good point because I would say if you were to ask me what's the biggest difference between in-season and the preseason, it's exactly that. In-season, it really is just following the team in their week of preparation up to the game, and then they show a couple of game highlights. In fact, I was watching it with Sid, my girlfriend who you met, and she's like, I wish they had time to show more of the human interest stories in addition to the game. And then when you try to you know, shrink a, a game summary of highlights down to about uh, five to six minutes, you're obviously going to mi- leave some stuff out. And, and unfortunately, like, you know, they left a lot out from that Monday night game, but they're also trying to, you know, walk that fine line of the human interest stories yeah. plus the actual coverage of the in-season component of it all. So last, uh, last night's episode had some really good behind-the-scenes footage with Raheem Moster, family man, father of three, his wonderful wife, she seems super charming, and then Alec Ingalls, the Dolphins' Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, does a lot of work in the Miami community with children that are adopted. That was some heartwarming stuff, so you love seeing that kind of stuff, and then outside of, you know, one or two kind of main off-the-field Behind the scenes stories, the rest was footage from practice. You've got Mike McDaniel talking with Duke Riley. Of course, Duke Riley taking over for the injured Jerome Baker. So kind of that dynamic between the head coach and now the captain of the defense at that inside linebacker position. So all good stuff. All good stuff. All right. We're about to get going. We're about to start our first segment, but... Can we get some likes going on the video? We have oh, likes. no. The like police is coming out. We had to bring the like police oh, out in our watch party, too. Like the video. Exactly. And it's, I think YouTube does that on purpose. They tell you how many people are watching, and they tell you how many likes right next to each other. So I just look right at it, and I say, all right, we got over 50 people watching, but we only have 28 likes. And I don't want to yell, but like the video. No, I'm just kidding. No, actually, though, like the video. Takes one, two seconds. You know, it doesn't cost anything we're not asking for any super chats or anything like that before we get going i didn't even notice this question ritma i'm guessing you (laughs) sculpted this one out yeah what do you think holiday shopping what do you think haven't started almost done or completed where are you at i am i actually did this intentionally because i kind of left out the category i'm in i've started so i haven't I, i don't fall under that haven't started but i'm somewhere between started and almost done i can't say i'm almost done because i'm left less than halfway there oh, no. so uh, i i guess i i kind of created a cheat code in my own question is i don't have an answer but i'll say i'm closer to haven't started than i am to being almost done uh, are you ever like a december 23rd buying a present i have been i don't want to make a habit of it um <laughs> golly i i have that you're pull- big the day of Valentine's Day going to get flowers. No doubt, no doubt. I, I, <laughs> I've said this take in the office before, and I've been absolutely ridiculed for it. I think the older you get, the less holidays have a Im- should have an impact. They're more about kids type of thing. So I think Thanksgiving. When- but that's where that's my caveat. I love Thanksgiving because I think Thanksgiving represents what holidays should. There's no commercialization. There's no to-dos. You just get together, you have food, and you watch football. What more do you need? Family, friends, football, food. That's top, how every holiday top, top should be. Top three holidays. Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Halloween. Oh, wow. wow. Other than that, I, like, I guess I'm really just kind of 
I'm not anti-Christmas. I'm not the Grinch. I, I should have worn a Grinch suit because everyone's going to think I'm the Grinch. I just think Christmas, sometimes we get so wrapped up in, eh, see what I did there? Uh, I like wrapped that. up in, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's got to be special when all you really need to enjoy the holidays. And Rima, get off your soap opera. I know, I know. I'm sorry. But your, you just. Soapbox. Soapbox, yes. What's a soap opera? Soap opera? Yeah, what is that? Isn't that like a. That's like they, a TV show. Yeah, yeah, TV yeah. show in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's like the young and the restless. Yes, 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 yes. But I just think you need football, food, friends, family, and then you're good. So, Four Fs. Yes, right. And 4th of July bonus because you get fireworks. Another F. How about that? Wow. Oh, wow. Chugs, as Chugs often does during your show, he's just shaking his head like, oh, my God. I got to work. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work with this guy. Oh, wow. All right. How's everybody feeling in the chat? We lost a few viewers. It's probably because I started talking about soap operas instead of soapbox. But yeah. what are you going to do? That's a huge mess up on your part. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Fire him. Fire him. Get him off. Get him off. All right. Here's what we got coming up. Our preview. Then we've got rumors. Connor Williams replacements and our weekly mailbag. Who's ready to do it? Say I. Okay. I, I could hear everybody saying I. All right. If you haven't yet, like this stream and let's start the video. Chugs, you ready? Hey, the Dolphins got to bounce back in week 15 of the National Football League after that disgusting, egregious collapse on Monday Night Football against the Titans. And what a golden opportunity to do so. It's a divisional opponent and a team they have a clear advantage over on paper. But that's why the game is played on the field. I am your host of Dolphins today, Jake Reitma. Let's dive into this matchup. It's the Jets visiting Hard Rock Stadium to take on the Miami Dolphins. And these two teams played just a few weeks ago on Black Friday. And here's where they stand heading into week 15 of the National Football League. The Jets coming off a win. So at 5-8, and eight, haven't quite officially been eliminated from playoff contention. But you know they are maybe, maybe barely showing up on that in-the-hunt graphic. Whereas the Dolphins were in golden position to maybe even earn the number one seed. But after that loss, those chances took quite the hit. But still in cruise control for the division. They control their own destiny to win that AFC East at 9-4. Second best offense as far as points per games are concerned. That defense continuing to get better and better at 22nd. Whereas the strength of the New York Jets is on the defensive side of the football, and that scoring offense, not great, 29th, but coming off arguably their best game of the season, their second highest output total as far as points are concerned in the entire year after beating the Texans 30-6. to So, Week 15 matchup, Dolphins once again, heavy, heavy favorites at home, and had Monday, not Monday Night Football not gone away at the end, I would have guessed that spread DB all the way up into double digits, but still better than a touchdown favorite at home. You're over under at 39 and a half. And as I mentioned, these two teams played just a few weeks ago on Black Friday, where the Dolphins really, I don't want to use the term dominated, I'll go controlled. They really controlled that game, despite Tua being, I would say, less than a C-minus performance. He was not good in that game. Threw the two interceptions, as you see on the screen there, had the one touchdown, but the defense 
was tremendous, including that electric 99-yard interception return by Javon Holland. And you'll notice Tim Boyle is listed as the starting quarterback there. So this was in the midst of when the Jets were getting crazy and benching Zach Wilson. I guess it's not that crazy. I mean, he was terrible. But Zach Wilson has once again become the starting quarterback. So instead of facing Tim Boyle, the Dolphins will be tasked with defending Zach Wilson. And both these teams, one and one since their last meeting just three weeks ago. Obviously, we've talked at length about the Dolphins' epic collapse on Monday Night Football, so you'd like to see that be 2-0. But the Jets, you know, their season hasn't really had a lot of highlights, but last week was one of the few highlights for the New York Jets. And like I said, they're not completely out of the playoff picture, and they beat the Texans 30-6 to last week. And in the second half, Zach Wilson finally played up to his potential and had a much stronger second half than he did first half and was able to lead that team to a victory. Here's a look at his numbers, 27 of 36, better than 300 yards with the two touchdowns. And he took care of the football, which is an important component to playing quarterback in the National Football League. No interceptions, although he did fumble once. But point being, Zach Wilson led the Jets to victory, so they're riding some momentum. And this Dolphins defense that had been playing so well really took a step back against the Titans on Monday Night Football, and in particular in crunch time in the fourth quarter, the final stretch of the game when it matters the most. They allowed the most points since Week 8, which was a 31-17 loss to the Eagles, and that 28-27 loss to the Titans really was a disappointing conclusion to a fourth quarter by the defense in a game that they played relatively well. Zach Zeller had the pick six. That was awesome to see. But before the game against the Titans, there was no doubt about it that the Dolphins had been the best defense since week nine. They had the lowest yards per play, several other, other different Statistical measures that Pro Football Focus and other outlets had pointed to the Dolphins really finding their groove on defense under first-year defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. So despite the step back, I want you to be honest with me. What is your confidence level in this Dolphins defense taking on the New York Jets? Let me know in the comments. Scale it for me 1 through 10. Coming up, we are going to continue to dive into this preview with the Dolphins' offense and how they're eyeing a turnaround after a really kind of, uh, I would call it a pedestrian performance against the Tennessee Titans. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to today's presenting sponsor, and that is Factor Meals, America's number one meal delivery service. I've been telling you about Factor for weeks and you know this time of year is where factor meals rolls up their sleeves and said this is what you're paying for folks this is why we're the number one meal delivery service in america because it's the holiday season so we're bustling we're busy and you're probably looking for nutritious flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days Factors, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They can help you eat well for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. So when time is of the essence, like it is in the holiday season, you'll save time and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. So treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays. You can choose from 35 plus, that's a big number, 35-plus chef-crafted meals, 
every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, and more wholesome options. They're all available at factormeals.com slash finschat50, and that's where you'll receive 50% off when you use that code finschat50. That's code finschat50 at factormeals.com slash finschat50 to get 50% off. And what do I always tell you? We love you and we care about you, so we'll make it easy on you, and we'll put that link right in the chat and the description of today's video. So all it takes is one click, and you're on your way to factormeals.com slash finschat50, and using that code finschat50 to get 50% off. Now, as I've said time and time again, it feels like I'm beating a dead horse, and I apologize to that dead horse, but it needs to be said. The offense took a massive step backwards against the Titans on Monday Night Football, and you can look at all three levels, the offensive line, the wide receivers, the backfield, all of them needs to be better. So as painful as this might be, we're going to go through it step by step, starting with the offensive line. Five sacks allowed. That's the most this season. I know what you're thinking, Jake. Everybody's injured. It's been musical chairs on the offensive line. Nine different starting combinations in 13 games. It's egregious. Well, it's such as life in the National Football League. You know, Teron Armstead was out against the Titans on Monday Night Football, as was Isaiah Wynn. Connor Williams left the game in the first quarter, did not return for his ACL. So he's, his season is done Rob Hunt working with that hamstring injury. So Austin Jackson, who has been banged up throughout the season, was the only day one starter playing in the offensive line for the Dolphins, which would be a reason for the struggles. But at the end of the day, who's ever out there between the light lines has to be able to produce if you want to be a real contender in the National Football League. And unfortunately, the Dolphins' offensive line did not do that. And as a result, not the only reason for the struggles, but a big component to it, they did not score an offensive touchdown until the fourth quarter, and they were held in the first three quarters without an offensive touchdown. That's the first time that had happened in two years under Mike McDaniel. And it wasn't to his best day either. He's got to be better. He'll tell you he's got to be better. He said on hard knocks how he has to be better, but he was held without a touchdown pass for the First time since week four. I had to double check that when I heard that. Week four of 2022. So it had been quite some time since he was held without a touchdown pass. But you get the idea. Everybody's got to be better. And starting with the leader of this offense, the unquestioned captain of the offense, Tua Tungavailoa, the franchise quarterback, I need you to chime in. Give me a one word to describe Tua's season so far. He's been under a lot of criticism, especially for how he's played in the second half of the season. Yes, he had a good game against the Commanders two weeks ago, but other than that, it's been pretty pedestrian. But I'll tell you what, I still believe in my heart of hearts that Tua is the guy to lead this Dolphins offense and to lead this Dolphins team to the promised land. He's a guy that you can count on in the locker room. He's a guy that can rally the troops. And he has the physical tools to be able to lead the best offense in the National Football League. Let's not forget, he has the most passing yards in the NFL and is not quite at the top of the most passing touchdowns, 
but in the top five, he's been getting it done all season long. And I read the comments. I know you guys don't care about the statistics. At the end of the day, it's about one letter and one letter only, and that is the W. He didn't get it done on Monday Night Football, but the Dolphins are still in first place in the AFC East with everything in front of them. And as Mike McDaniel said, and to kind of reiterated in his own words, we're not going to let one loss in the, the, the ceiling cave in and everything else. There's still a lot to accomplish this season. And what an opportunity to do so, starting with the divisional game against the Jets. And you look at this Jets defense. What a tough, tough, tough side of the ball to try to bounce back against. You see it right there on your screen. Second in total defense. First in pass defense. Tenth in run defense. Sixth in tackling. And seventh in the pass rush. So if you're not great at math like me, I'll, I'll just summarize for you. Top ten in every single statistical category. So this Dolphins team needs to bounce back. And it will be a huge challenge to do so against a really, really tough, tough Jets defense. But I believe that they can do it. Now, as it stands for the entire team, I saw a lot of things to be concerned about on Monday Night Football, especially with the undisciplined play. A ton of penalties, seven of them to be exact. That's the third highest total this season. And one in particular that, based on everything that's happened so far this week, we haven't really talked about at length, but it was the Bradley Chubb helmet slap. And if you were with me for the watch party, you know I lost my you-know-what. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching when Bradley Chubb, a grown adult that's played, paid millions of dollars to play football on the field, took his helmet off, slammed it down, and basically awarded the Titans a free touchdown because the Dolphins had them stopped, and with the helmet slam, obviously a 15-yard penalty, moved the Titans up, and they score a few plays later. Now... Bradley Chubb was asked about it post-game, and I guess he'd give him credit for taking responsibility and accountability for his actions. Here was his direct quote, just being frustrated with myself, and I let my problems be bigger than the team's problems and hurt the team in a way that I don't want to do that. Looking back on it now, just two more steps, and I would have been perfectly fine. That's the part that kind of bugs me. I wish he would have just said, I don't need to slam my helmet. But he did go on to say, it's just frustrating when I let my emotions get the best of me. But at the end of the day, I tried to do everything I could do to combat that in the second half. And he did play really well in the second half. you got to give him credit. He had the fumble recovery. But I just felt like that penalty was almost emblematic of undisciplined football, sloppy play, and the moment being too big for the Dolphins. It was like, hey, we're on Monday Night Football. Everybody's watching. All cameras on us. And we're slamming helmets and giving teams easy touchdowns. So that was the part that really concerns me because you got to nip that stuff in the bud. And I hope Mike McDaniel and the coaching staff had the appropriate conversations with the appropriate people, the leaders of the team, to get in the guys' faces if needed and say, hey, we can't tolerate that stuff for the Dolphins. So I really hope the Dolphins don't have a penalty problem. But based on what I saw on Monday Night Football, I'm a little bit concerned. So I ask you, let me know in the comments. Type Y for yes and for no. Do the Dolphins have a penalty problem? All right, last but certainly not least, I hate to use this term. It's one of my least favorite terms in sports, and I haven't used it the entire season yet. But I really am starting to feel like this game against the Jets is a must-win game. Every game's a must-win. That's why you play it. That's why they have a scoreboard. They keep score, this, that, and the other. But the Dolphins need to find a way to win this game. 
And that should be the approach every game I know. Again, not my favorite term in sports. In fact, one of my least favorite. But I'm pulling it out for this game against the Jets because you look at the remaining schedule, this is a must-win game. Because after this, it gets really tough. It's kind of a gauntlet to close out the season. This is where the Dolphins need to make sure they earn their 10th win of the season so they can stay in the driver's seat as it relates to the AFC East. Because after the Dolphins play the Jets, Here's who they've got on the schedule next. Like I said, somewhat of a gauntlet. The Dallas Cowboys, who happen to be in first place in the NFC. You've got the Baltimore, I'm sorry, in their divisions. I know San Francisco beat the Cowboys, so they technically have the tiebreaker there for the NFC number one seed. But you get the idea. Dak Prescott and company have been playing really well. Week 17, on the road against Baltimore, that could have number one seed implications, and you don't want to get to a point where the Week 18 matchup, not that I don't have confidence in the Dolphins, but you don't want to be playing or on a losing streak and playing the Bills where the AFC East could be up for grabs with that game. And obviously we know how the first time in Buffalo went. So it's so paramount for the Dolphins to get a win on Sunday against the Jets. And I feel good. Nine-point favorites. I've got my score prediction ready to go. But I want to know yours. So let me know in the comments. Predict the score. I'll give you mine. Without further ado, drum roll. I like the Dolphins to get back on track, albeit a tough defense, and win this one 28-17 and get back in the win column. Hey, how about that, sports fans? Let's go, Dolphins. Thanks for tuning in to our Dolphins and Jets previews on Dolphins today. Wee -wee -wee. Hey, hey. Breaking news, Rima. The Dolphins have, in fact, Signed a center. Oh, how about that, sports fans? So they signed Jonathan Harris to the 53-man roster. We're going to do a little bit of changing up. I'm going to change some stuff up behind the scenes, Ritma, here for just a second. All right. That's good stuff. You know, when breaking news happens, we've got you covered. That's why you subscribe. We're live on the air, and we've got breaking news happening, which... I kind of think that is a testament to what we do here at Dolphins today. The entire next segment was all about Connor Williams' replacements and who the Dolphins should sign at center, why they should sign a center, and obviously the front office was on the exact same page as we were here at Dolphins today. So look at that. We got Brian35 in the comments as well, breaking the same news. Ralph Miller says 17-13 Miami. A little bit of a low-scoring game there. Absolutely. New York baseball guy, Sunday's game should be looked upon as a playoff game. And anybody able to walk should play. And we don't want to get into that because, listen, injuries are a real thing. We've got a full Hopefully a full postseason ahead of us. We don't want to lose any guys for longer than we should. Jay Stone says, as long as Miami beats Buffalo, which they can, the rest of the games and still make it, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I, again, I just like I said in the preview, I don't think you want to get in that position where you've lost a number of games in a row and now all of a sudden you're trying to turn it on in the final game of the season to prolong and be able to continue to stay on top of the division. Here's him so you can take a look. 
All right, all right, our new center, Jonathan Harrison, 6'4", 300 pounds out of Florida, has officially been signed to the 53-man roster. And I know we had him on our big board, and hand up, he wasn't on my final three. I was really hoping the Dolphins would give Ben Jones a call, but not that I don't believe in Jonathan Harrison now that he's been signed to the 53-man roster. That's good stuff. That sounds like a great plan. We got 99 people watching, which is a great time to remind you about the special things we've got planned for our Sunday watch party. Back on Sundays, I will say, the Monday schedule... I don't know if it threw the Dolphins off since they didn't play their best, their best game. It was a little bit different for, for all of us at home. We had some fun on the Monday night watch party. Raffled off a signed Dan Marino football. We're going to have another great present, pri prize for all of our Dolphins today. Watchers and viewers to be able to bid on in a raffle. That's always a good time. And you know the Super Chats are always electric. Producer Jack Lauderay will be back in the chair putting on the Dolphins suit. And you know what? It's going to be a good time. So you should join us for that watch party. We'll have a special pregame tailgate edition at 11 o'clock. You won't want to miss that either because we always give away some good deals on the tailgate edition. So get up early. We'll have the espresso shots flowing as we always do. It's back to the original 1 o'clock game. So noon Eastern is when we will take the air for our watch party against the Jets. Again, the last time these two teams played was on Black Friday. I went with the all-black fit. Um, I'm going to be back in my home Dolphins fit for the Sunday watch party, so not to worry there. All righty. A lot of people wondering when we're going to see Jason Pierre-Paul. I think that's a good question. We'll get to it in our mailbag, but Andrew Van Ginkle and Bradley Chubb really have been playing well on the edge, as has Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeeler on the interior of that defensive line. I think you could make the case that defensively, they're starting to become the strength of the team. And I know we missed Jalen Phillips after that Achilles injury. That was tough to watch. He's been a focal point of this Dolphins defense for several years now. So his presence is obviously missed to a great deal. But you got to give Andrew Van Ginkle and Bradley Chubb a lot of credit for the way they've secured the edge play. All right. What else is going on in the NFL? This was announced earlier today that the NFL plans to play a game in Brazil next year. So we've had the London series. They've played this year in Germany, which obviously the Dolphins and Chiefs were a part of that. The Colts and Patriots were the other team that played in Germany this year. So next year, oh, voice crack. Next year, the NFL plans to play some games in Germany, which is, I'm sorry, in Brazil which is pretty awesome. You got to love that. I think anytime the NFL can expand across the United States borders and make it a global game, that's a win-win for everybody. And I think if you ask a lot of the Dolphins players, the Dolphins, Dolphins coaching staff, all of them how that experience was going overseas, they will say how much they enjoyed it. All right, 91 people watching. We've got two more segments to get to. And as you see on the screen, if you're just tuning in, Jonathan Harris has been signed to the 53-man roster. 
All right, and we're gonna. I'm gonna give me a second here. I'm gonna check on the old Twitter sphere. Who else has? And Matt Skura. Okay, he was on our list as well. I love it. I love it. All right. All good stuff as we get set for our second segment on a live edition. That's why, that's why we do it live. We do it live. Do it live. That's what Dolphins Today is all about when breaking news happens. We've got you covered. So let's get into it. Breaking news on Dolphins Today starts right now. Welcome in, and we have more breaking news on Dolphins today. The unfortunate reality of Connor Williams' season being over continues to set in, out for the season, and I don't have to remind you how productive he's been this year. He has been a force in the middle of the Dolphins' offensive line, model of consistency, and really just an overall excellent player to anchor the Dolphins' offensive line. But unfortunately, Connor Williams suffers the torn ACL in the Monday night game against the Titans. So his season is done. He's out for the season, which is a huge loss, as you see on the graphic there. Top-graded center in 2023, according to Pro Football Focus. So what did the Dolphins decide to do? Obviously, it's going to be tough to replace Connor Williams, but some roster moves officially coming into the wire as we speak Jonathan Harrison, the newest member of the Miami Dolphins, has been signed. 6'4", center, 300 pounds, played his college football at Florida and was signed today to the 53-man roster. He was also drafted by the Jets in 2019. Last played with the Jets, I beg your pardon, in 2019. So he'll have a chance, perhaps, to play against his former team, right from the beginning. Dolphins weren't done there. They made a few more roster moves, including signing Matt Skura to the practice squad, again, to add more depth to that offensive line that has been so banged up this season. This is a crazy stat. Nine different offensive line starting combinations in the 13 games that the Dolphins have played. That is crazy to think of. Guys have been beat up all season long. It's been like musical chairs. But Matt Skura now on the practice squad, played at Duke. 6'3", 313-pound offensive lineman that could add some depth to the offensive line. And obviously, I don't want to say desperate times call for desperate measures, but when things of this nature happen, you got to act quickly, you got to act swiftly, and that's exactly what the Dolphins offense or the front the Dolphins front office did to add some depth to that offensive line. So let me know what you think of the signings. Do it right now in the comments. Grade those signings for me. Give it an A, B, C, D, or F if you like the signings that the Dolphins went through and made just moments ago to help add some depth to that offensive line. A, B, C, D, or F. I think this was a necessary move, as we can all agree, this Dolphins offensive line, unfortunately, it's just been bitten by the injury bug. And when you talk about the offensive line group as a whole, a lot of it is about who can be available. And there's so many different ways 
to evaluate offensive line play. It's not as simple as looking at stats like you see with a quarterback or a running back. Oh, you know, he's got this QBR rating. There's so much more detailed that go into it, and that's why sites like Pro Football Focus are helpful in evaluating. You look, take a look at the tape. You all that combine that with past experience. All that factors in to the signings that are made. At the end of the day, I think you got to trust this Dolphins front office because you look at this Dolphins offensive line depth chart. It was the perceived weakness of this team heading into 2023, and really the only big name on that list was Teron Armstead. But the rest of the guys have really stepped up and played their best this season. Austin Jackson's a guy that comes to mind. He's been so good that the Dolphins offered him a three-year contract extension. They did not offer, renew his deal heading into the season. He proved it with 12 excellent games and now has been extended. You think of a guy like Connor Williams, you feel terrible for him after he tore his ACL, especially on a contract year. But he's another guy that played a little bit better than what was expected of him. The same can be said for Isaiah Wynn and Rob Hunt before they were both injured respectively. And so all that said, you got to believe that the work that Butch Berry has done, the offensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins, needs to be praised because he and his group of offensive linemen have been the definition of overachievers this season. So the hope being Jonathan Harrison can step right in and adapt quickly to the offense, learn from the other guys that have built already a strong culture. And that goes not just for the offensive line, but that's team-wide to welcome in these new signings so they can hit the ground running and start to be meaningful contributors to this Miami Dolphins team. And I have the utmost confidence in the Dolphins to do that. But you got to let me know what you think in the comments right now. How are you feeling about the offensive line and your confidence in the offensive line's ability to perform at a high level? Scale it for me, 1 through 10. Now, that said, in a little bit, we're going to talk about some free agents that are still out there that perhaps the Dolphins could continue to pursue. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to Prize Picks, today's presenting sponsor, helping keep the lights on at Chat Sports and helping us make today's show possible. I love playing Prize Picks. And if you're new to the show, you're probably wondering, how do you play? Well, it's real simple. Prize Picks is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You simply pick more or less on a player's projected stat line, and that's where the fun begins. Tons of different options as far as the different picks to make, but in general, you're picking more or less on a player's projected stat line. It makes watching the Dolphins so much fun, but you know what? I'm going to get a step ahead and even make a prize pick for Thursday night football because this Thursday night football game could be wild. You got Easton Stick starting. Aiden O'Connell. I mean, my goodness, anything could happen. But here's what I really believe to happen. Keenan Allen going more than 64 and a half yards receiving. Hunter Renfro having a terrible season. Picking less on his projected receiving yards at 27 and a half. And Easton Stick, the starting quarterback for the Chargers. Unfortunate the way Justin Herbert's season comes to an end on the injured reserve with that index finger surgery. But the point being, I'm picking more. I believe in the kid, Easton Stick, and that's where the fun begins. So go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. 
for a deposit match of up to $100. Once again, that's prizepicks.com slash CLNS for a deposit match up to $100. We love you and we care about you. So we're going to put that link right in the chat. It's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. All right, as we were taking the air today, we said we got a lot of free agent centers out there that the Dolphins can start to consider. And like I said, Matt Skura has been signed to the practice squad. So I'll just go ahead and pat myself on the back. Me and Chris Greer were on the same page there. Ben Jones, another guy that jumps out at you as he was recently a pro bowler in 2022. But the point being, when guys go down on the offensive line, it's important to replace them to keep that cohesiveness going on the offensive line, which has been a huge product of the Dolphins' offensive line success. So just like what happened today when breaking news happens, we've got you covered on Dolphins today. That is why you subscribe. Our channel continues to grow, which has been a lot of fun, and our goal to reach every single Dolphins fan out there. That's why you subscribe. Daily Dolphins content, breaking news coverage, and, of course, our live shows and our live watch parties. It's always a good time. All right, I won't sing, but you get the idea. Subscribe to the channel. Now, I identified three top targets for the Dolphins of that list from the free agent centers. Now, obviously, two of those signings have already been made. But as we've seen with this season, anything can happen as it relates to injuries. So let's just keep these names in mind, keep them in the back burner, starting with Ben Jones, who is a free agent formerly with the Tennessee Titans. He was a fourth-round pick by Houston in 2012, played four seasons in Houston, and seven with Tennessee. So obviously very experienced with 11 seasons in total. That's why we ask if there's any gas left in the tank. But Pro Bowler in 2022, that wasn't that long ago, am I right? So if you've got a Pro Bowler that's proven to be able to do it just one season ago, I think it's a guy that might be worth taking a flyer on and seeing if he can help your team. Now, other targets that the Dolphins can continue to pursue. Chase Rulier, who last played for the Washington Commanders, he announced his retirement before the 2023 season. And that was a little bit surprising because you see on the screen there just six years in the NFL. But his final two seasons is when injuries really started to plague his productivity, playing in just 24 games in those final two seasons. But overall, you take the amount of snaps he's had, more than 4,000 compared to the amount of sacks he's given up, only five in that amount of time. Really impressive stuff there. So as I said at the beginning of the video, lots of different ways to evaluate offensive line play. But Chase Rulier, a guy that I really believe could help the Dolphins down the road if they continue to need depth at the offensive line position. Now, last but certainly not least of my free agent offensive line targets, I like Rodney Hudson because he's another guy that's proven to be able to get it done at the offensive line position at the highest level. He's just unfortunately been plagued by injuries as well. Only played 16 games in his final two seasons after being acquired by Arizona in 2021. But three times he was named to the Pro Bowl and All-Pro in 2019. So yes, Pro Bowls are impressive, but those All-Pros, that means you're the best of the best. And Rodney Harrison was named an All-Pro in 2019. So again, not too long ago, capable of getting it done. Yes, if only the body could continue to keep up 
with the <laughs> ebbs and flows and the battle that is playing in the National Football League. But he's had a lot of time off, obviously hasn't played at all this season, retiring before this season began. So, I know the Dolphins have signed a center, but should the Dolphins sign another one just to continue to add to the depth of the offensive line? We've seen how many injuries there have been this year. Type Y for yes or N for no. I don't think it's a bad idea to continue to add depth to the offensive line, continue to make sure you're prepared for the unfortunate scenarios that may arise down the home stretch here as the dog days of the NFL season continue to yield more and more injuries. The Dolphins are not the only team fighting their own injury bugs. You kind of see, it's almost like you see it every day. This player's out, this player's out, and so on and so forth. It's a violent game. There's Injuries are going to happen, and so it's important to get out in front of it, which is exactly what the Dolphins did by signing Jonathan Harrison. So show some love to Jonathan Harrison, the newest member of the Miami Dolphins. Let us know how you're feeling about that signing. And don't forget about Matt Skura as well, signed to the practice squad. So Harrison on the active roster, Skura on the practice squad. And when Dolphins news breaks, we've got you covered. That is why you subscribe. So do it so. Subscribe to Dolphins today, and we will welcome you with open arms. There we go. A little breaky. Woo. Little breaky. Little breaky news. Breaky news while live on the air. Pretty, pretty good. Good pivot. Good pivot. Pivot, 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 pivot. I watched Friends before I fell asleep. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 uh, that's a tough one. All right, we got over 115 people watching. Hope everybody's enjoying the show. Greer needs to watch this channel and take some advice. Yes, Jay, that is our hope. Our hope one day is for Chris Greer to watch an episode and say, that Jake Reitman and Jeremy Chugs, those fellas are pretty smart. Hey, uh, this, Chugs, <laughs> this Chugs guy was saying they should sign a Jonathan Harrison. Why don't we go out there and pick the guy up? He's a free agent center. What's, <laughs> what's the cause, man? This guy... Jeremy Chugs, Jake Reitman said he'd really help the offensive line. <laughs> Chugs, that's your John Gruden, right? Yes. All right. So Chugs does his John Gruden, and I'll do my Chris Collinsworth for an entire show. Do you think the people would love that or hate it? I think hate it. I think they'd love it. So <laughs> Chugs has an excellent, uh, excellent John Gruden. Let me hear that John Gruden. All right. One more time. Everybody here in the office, knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not, okay, yeah, we're signing Jonathan Harrison. All right, and my Chris Collinsworth goes a little something like this. Now, here's a guy you look at Tua Tungavailoa trying to make his mark on this league, has the arm strength, has the intangibles, and I think he's got what it takes. There is no doubt about it. He reminds me of a guy, somebody who I played with, a boomer Esiason. <laughs> and I'd be going over the middle, and sure, I'd take some helmet-to-helmet -helmet collisions, but such is life in the National Football League. There is no doubt there about it. There is no doubt about it. I <laughs> bought salmon for $35 a pound, and that salmon was 23 pounds. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're about to get into our last segment, our Dolphins mailbag. So... 
super chat or hashtag dolphins in your comment to get on the show. We have a lot of slots open, so if anybody has any questions around the Dolphins, around the latest free agency signings, around this weekend's matchup against the Jets, just use hashtag Dolphins in the comment section. Get on the show, or if you'd like to be like Hayden Martinez earlier, a big baller, you can super chat, skip the line, and we'll 100% put you on the show. But you have any question, if you, if you, even if it's not a question, if you just have a statement, if you just want to say something that you need to get off your chest around the Miami Dolphins or the National Football League, go ahead. Put it in the comment section right now. Hashtag Dolphins. That's why we are here. And when I first started at Chugs, at Chugs, at Chat Sports, at Chug Sports, at Chug Sports, Chag, Chat Sports, Chugs explained me, explained to me super chats like a fast pass at Disney. You skip the line, you get your voice heard, you get your question answered, and all it takes is just a little super chat action. Is that an accurate description? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. How's everybody feeling? We, we got we got to get a few more questions in yeah, here, don't we? We need some more questions, though. So if y'all want to get a mailbag going, hashtag dolphins in the comment section. All you got to do is write whatever question you want and then put the pound sign dolphins in your comment. And then that way I can put it on the show. Hashtag. Hashtag. Oh, JB. JB's a baller. JB's a baller. There we go. Baller. Shot caller. 20-inch rims on the Impala. I don't think that's how it goes, is it? Maybe. JB's a baller. You got to love it. All right. All right. JB, we're going to start with your question. I see Glamorous. Glamorous. Glamorous Python putting in a question as well. And uh, Swampy McGee, great question or statement. Put hashtag dolphins in there so I can put it on the show. Kind of like you see Glamorous Python doing right above you. Put hashtag dolphins in your question so I can get it on the show. If I know one thing in life, it's if you model your question after Glamorous Python's questions, you will be successful in life, in all aspects. There is, there is no doubt about there it. There is no doubt about it. There we go. There we go. Now right. here's a guy. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our Dolphins today mailbag. Throughout the whole time, you can still get your questions in. Hashtag Dolphins to get it in. Giggity. And giggity, let's... giggity. Wiggity, 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 wiggity. Fins up. Let's start. Fins up. Welcome into another Ask Anything mailbag, and we don't just say it, we mean it. You can ask anything, and we are talking all things aqua and orange. Any question you've got about the Miami Dolphins, use that hashtag Dolphins, and let's get into it, or as always, you can super chat like JB did. Shout out to JB, supporting the show, keeping the lights on here at Chat Sports with this super chat. And tremendous question, if I do say so myself, using the hashtag Dolphins. Where do you think the Dolphins stand after the horrendous loss? Great question. Now, Monday night, I was ready I was ready to walk off a cliff and pull my hair out. And I know that's a little bit dark, but I think we all were, right? I mean, you gag away a 14-point lead in the final three minutes of a game. ESPN Analytics gave the Dolphins a better than 99% chance to win that game after they scored the second touchdown. So to lose it was just an, a 
egregious, and as I said in our post-game show, a disgusting act. But just like it's such as in many cases in life, you take a step back, you get a good night's sleep, time goes on, time heals some of the wounds, and yes, it was an agonizing, really unacceptable collapse and a tough loss, especially when you consider that the Ravens won last week, so you take a full game back for that number one seed in the AFC against a lesser opponent in the Titans. They'll at home. The list goes on and on and on. Now, a couple days later, you look at the remaining schedule, you think, all right, we can win this upcoming game against the Jets. We still control our own destiny in the AFC East, and that divisional title is closer and closer and closer, but you got to take care of business. So the positive spin I've got for you is let this serve as a wake-up call for the the Miami Dolphins, and never let it happen again and do everything you can to perform at your very best every single day. All the cliches, 1% better each day. Do your 111th. Practice like there's no tomorrow. Win the game on Wednesday before you get out there on Sunday. This, that, and the other. And go out on Sunday between the white lines. Every man play and do their very best. So, I know I'm getting a little fired up, but I... It's hard not to think the sky is falling after a bad loss like that, but everything's still in front of them, and I think Sunday will tell us a lot. If the Dolphins are able to get back on track, I think this team is back, and then we've got the final three-game push against some really tough teams. Glamorous Python! Glamorous Python. So that means he has multiple glamorous pythons, he or she. Can we please be more consistent with our game plan and also start involving other wide receivers? That is a reasonable gripe to have with the game plan that Miami put forth on Monday Night Football against the Titans. Completely agree. Jalen Waddell was somewhat hot at the beginning of the game and really saw his productivity kind of falter down the stretch. And I know Tyreek commands the majority of the attention, and rightfully so. He's earned that. He's the most dynamic playmaker in the league, and one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league, so I don't have everybody in the comments, but you get the idea. He is a game-changing player. However, you have other weapons there. And oddly enough, I thought Monday night represented one of the best rushing attacks the Dolphins have had all season, which is part of why you were pulling your hair out when the Dolphins didn't run the ball inside the 10. They were really bad in the red zone, just the two touchdowns out of the five trips. They had a field goal block. They had the fumble. There were a lot of different areas that from that game that you could point to and say, we need better execution. As for the game plan, I really trust Mike McDaniel in that component because that's how he made his mark in the NFL. I'm not saying Monday night's game plan was perfect and that he's flawless as a coach, but that's how he made his money. That's how he rose up the ranks first in Washington, then with San Francisco, and now obviously as the head coach with the Dolphins. So that's the component of the game I really trust Mike McDaniel to, but I want to see better execution from the Dolphins' offense, better game management from Mike McDaniel and Frank Smith, all of that compiling to a better performance against the Jets on Sunday. Henry T., What's more concerning, Connor Williams' injury or Tyreek Hill's injury? That is a great question. And I think we have a little bit, not I think, we do have a lot more clarity now with Connor Williams that torn ACL out for the season. Major bummer. Tyreek Hill, day to day. That means it's it's fluid. It's changing. You know, there can be a good day versus a bad day when it comes to the ankle stuff. So with Connor Williams, I think the clarity helps you plan for the future saying, hey, 
there's no chance we're going to have Connor Williams. I don't, even though he was the top-graded center, according to Pro Football Focus, he's unfortunately done for the season. Now it's about moving forward with the offensive line, and in particular, specifically the center position, which you saw the Dolphins do by making a couple of signings to add to the Dolphins' offensive line depth and maybe perhaps even being guys that could make an impact on the field for the Dolphins. But Liam Eikenberg, the center job is yours until, uh, until, I guess until it's not, but he's played well throughout the course of the season, but Monday night was definitely a step back for Liam Eikenberg. But we've seen him do it this year, so I have confidence in Liam Eikenberg and the center position for the Dolphins, whereas with Tyreek, if that ankle continues to be a nagging injury and he's not at 100%, well, it's a little bit sad and depressing to think about because we saw on Monday night what that Dolphins offense is without Tyreek Hill, and it was very pedestrian. Now, a lot of people have made this point, and I would tend to agree with it. Yes, the Dolphins were pedestrian and not very good on offense without Tyreek Hill, but if, and I'm saying if, please hear me, I'm saying if, I'm not speaking anything into existence, but if there's a scenario where the Dolphins are without Tyreek Hill, there's more of time to plan and to creatively come up with a game plan to utilize the rest of your weapons, to be able to, to get Devon Achan more involved, to get Raheem Mostert in the rushing attack more involved, to utilize Jalen Waddle, and so on and so forth, where it's not as sudden as losing a player in the middle of the game like we saw on Monday night. So to answer that, I think the potential of losing Tyreek Hill would be absolutely detrimental. But again, nothing set in stone. It's a very fluid situation. He's day-to-day, week-to-week, and so on and so forth. And I'm confident in this coaching staff to be able to deal with the cards that they're dealt. Brian35 says, do you think the new center Tua will have with... Let me try that again. Do you think with the new center, Tua will have enough protection? I'm so sorry, guys. Yes, I do. I think... Liam Eikenberg, it's still going to be his. I think expect to see Liam Eikenberg as the starting center. And I am confident that the Dolphins will be better up front. Tua was pressured on 39% of his dropbacks against the Titans on Monday Night Football. And that was the highest percentage because if you remember, before that week 13, or I'm sorry, week 14 game against the Titans, the Dolphins' offensive line had allowed the fewest quarterback hits in the NFL and the third fewest sacks. Now they gave up five sacks against the Titans, so that's going to hurt them in that statistical category. But I'm confident that Butch Berry can get the offensive line back to performing at a high level with a solid week of practice, and they'll have their hands full against a really good Jets defensive line. Before we go any further, I want to give a huge shout-out to today's presenting sponsor, Game Time Game time is the only, that's right, no hesitation, not even kidding, the only ticketing app you need because A, it's the most convenient, and B, you get the guarantee of the lowest price even on last-minute ticket deals. So game time is uniquely created to provide that excellent deal on the last-minute tickets and the lowest price guarantee. It's also a really easy app to use. So whether it be for a professional football game, basketball game, concerts, any live event, you got to use the Game Time app. It's the only ticketing app I use. And what I also love is you get that nice high-resolution photo of where your seats will be so there's no deception. Just a few clicks of the button 
on the smartphone and you've got yourself tickets. Lots of flexible payment options as well. And I'm telling you guys, Game Time is the only ticketing app you'll need. It is simply the best. I use it for all of my live event purchases. In fact, just went to a concert a couple weekends ago, and you know I use the Game Time app for that. And because we love you and we care about you, we got a special deal for you. Using that promo code FINSCHAT, when you create your account, you'll get $20 off. Let me say that again. You'll get $20 off with promo code FINSCHAT when you create an account. So don't hesitate. Snag the tickets without any stress by using Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code FINSCHAT, P-H-I-N-S-C-H-A-T, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but create an account. Redeem that code FINSCHAT for $20 off. And download the Game Time app today for last-minute tickets and the lowest price guaranteed. Let's get into a few more mailbag questions from 305 Guy. Do you think Xavier Howard will play against the Jets? Yes. Now, there were a lot of injury news that came out on the Monday night football game. Obviously, Javon Holland missed the game. Connor Williams now out for the season. Deshaun Elliott was a little bit banged up and was in concussion protocol. So updates continuing to come in as we get closer and closer to Sunday's game. But I'm confident Xavier Howard will play. He took a shot to the ribs early in the game, but then came back in the game and actually played really well for him in that cornerback position. He and Jalen Ramsey both, I thought, had solid games. Now, they can be better, and they have shown they've been better, especially that secondary as a whole, as it relates to being a strength of that defense. So I expect a big bounce-back game for the entire Dolphins defense. And Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in the league, on the other side of Jalen Ramsey, who you could make the case is the best corner in the league. I feel good about the Dolphins secondary. CC top with Bill Belichick leaving. Does that mean the Patriots dynasty is officially over? This is an interesting question. More and more continues to come out with this. I saw a report earlier that perhaps Gerard Mayo may be Bill Belichick's successor. But until there's, you know, the official news that Bill Belichick is in fact leaving or he's being fired or traded or in summary won't be the coach of the New England Patriots next year, I'm not ready to believe it yet. However, I think when you consider where this team is at in the, excuse me, the state of the New England Patriots, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say the dynasty is in fact over because the fall from the prowess that they showed in the AFC for so many years, they are so far away from that. And they really... You, don't, you look at that roster and you just don't see anybody that's even close to being the type of player that puts them back in that path. And I know there's a lot of components that go into having a dynasty, the front office, the coaching staff, the players, everything in between, and the Patriots are just so far from that, and I don't think we'll see them return to glory for, I'll say several, several years. But what say you? Let me know in the comments, is the Patriots dynasty over? Yes or no? I think it's a resounding yes. A couple more to get to here on our mailbag. Freshfin72 says, can't take frat boy Mike McDaniel serious. Oh, no, perhaps this stemming 
from Hard Knocks. If you've watched Hard Knocks, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage. Obviously, that's the whole point of the show. And I think Mike McDaniel, this is, all right, I'm going to get a little bit general here and very broad, but just bear with me here. I think a lot of times people, when they're leading an organization that's winning, if they're a little bit unique and different, and if they're winning, then it's fun, then it's refreshing, and you get all these positive adjectives to describe a different style. But the first sign of losing, the first sign of trouble, then it becomes the negative association of everything with being different and unique. And it's no longer refreshing and cutting edge. It's off-putting. It's different. It's, it's yeah, act like you've been there before, Mike McDaniel. So I don't want to go ahead, and, and, I'm, and I don't even know, Fresh Finn, if you're implying this, that you can't, you know, you don't see him fit to lead an NFL team. But I think, in a, like in a lot of things in life, winning cures all. So if and when the Dolphins get back to winning and continue to put together arguably their best season in years, and now obviously they have to finish strong to pull that off, but if the Dolphins win, then I think Mike McDaniel's funny, refreshing, cutting edge. If they lose, then he's off-putting. He's a frat boy. He doesn't have what it takes. He's not serious enough and so on and so forth. So I'll leave everybody to make their own conclusions. I don't want to tell you how to think or how to feel. If you don't love his style, I certainly acknowledge that his style is different. And it's, I guess, in the eyes of the beholder of whether or not it's effective. But so far, 9-4 and four on the season and in first place in the AFC East. you got to respect the progress that he's made in just year two as a head coach. David Gentry. You think Tua is off his game. Something seemed off about him in the game Monday night. I would completely agree. Hands down, a resounding yes. I don't know if it was playing under the lights. I don't know if it was the offensive line's lackluster performance that then has a trickle-down effect. I don't know what it was, but he certainly looked off his game. Obviously, losing Tyreek Hill for the better portion of that game has a huge impact on Tua as well, but we've seen him make some of the throws that he wasn't making in that Monday night football game, but there's still plenty of flashes of brilliance from Tua, and I know the comments are going to go crazy with that. What brilliance? But you look at a couple of those throws he had down the field in the second half when Tyreek Hill came back. He's still able to fit it in a lot of tight windows that many other NFL quarterbacks aren't, and the only thing, eh, not the only thing, there's several things that concern me, but he really wasn't able to escape pressure. He didn't look as mobile as he has in the past. And so there, I will not even argue this comment from David Gentry that he seemed a little bit off Monday night. I agree. But like we said in our Dolphins-Jets preview that if you haven't seen yet, it's on the channel. Go check it out. This is a great opportunity for Tua and the offense as a whole to make a statement against a really good Jets defense on Sunday. They're going to have their work cut out for him, and I expect... Number one, Tua Tagovailoa to go out and play like an MVP candidate. Robert Fritz, what's up, Robert? Why have I not heard Nick Needham's name since his return? Yeah, he really hasn't played a lot. And I think you point to one guy, number four, Cater Kohu. He has been excellent at that nickel corner, inside corner, whatever you want to call it. And one thing I love about first-year defensive coordinator Vic Fangio is when he speaks to the media, you kind, he kind of gives it to you as it is. And it's a little bit of an old-school coaching mentality to say, hey, this guy makes plays, so I want to be able to utilize him. But that's what I think you see with Vic Fangio and Cater Kohu. Cater Kohu is a guy that has had success blitzing off the edge, 
from his nickel corner position, locking down other teams' receive, slot receivers, and doing a lot of things well to be able to find favor with Vic Fangio so that Cater Kohu is the guy playing that nickel corner as opposed to Nick Needham. Finn's fan for life. I feel pretty confident against most wildcard teams, only worried if we have to play the Bills. I think that's fair because the Bills are kind of a wild card, and that's a perfect uh, term for it, obviously. I didn't even mean to do that. But they, the Bills can be that feast or famine type team where Josh Allen can look like the best quarterback in the NFL or he can lead the world in interceptions. And so when you look at this graphic of who's still in the hunt, Obviously, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Denver, and Houston all right there at 7-6. and six. And the Colts, Steelers, and Browns, your current wildcard teams right now. But Colts and Steelers are going to play on Saturday. So depending on when you're watching this, that game might have even gone final. But the point being is this wildcard picture is really going to have quite the shakeup down the stretch, as is the entire playoff run. That's what makes it fun. And I would agree with that. I think the Dolphins would be clear favorites at home against whoever they match up, but the Bills of those possible wildcard candidates certainly concerns me. I think you throw the Browns on that list because of how good their defense is, but I would have a lot of confidence in the Dolphins' defense against the Browns' offense based on the way both sides have been playing. So, yeah, I think that's a fair fair uh, statement regarding the Bills as a tough wildcard team to play. All right, want to thank everybody for tuning in to our latest Ask Anything mailbag. It's always a pleasure to be on the air with you, and that is why you subscribe, my friends. We've always got you covered on all angles with the Aqua and Orange, and let's get ready for that Dolphins-Jets game. Join us for our watch party. We'll be live at noon Eastern on Sunday. Can't wait to see you then on Dolphins Tonight.